Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Maseches Ksubos Daf Nun Dalid. And the Gemara, at the end of Daf Nun Gimel, was discussing five different questions pertaining to how and if a girl should be supported from her father's estate. And the Gemara presented a series of five different questions uh, with regards to uh, this particular daughter's uh, right in uh, in her father's money. And the Gemara presented us with a mnemonic for uh, for uh, these five cases, Shak Zaraf, and uh, all of those letters, Shin, Kuf, Zayin, Resh, and Pei, stand for the uh, the five different questions that the Gemara asks about Ma'ana, um, Yavama, Shnia, Arusa, and Anusa. Uh, all of these, uh, all of these cases, and uh, ultimately, uh, ultimately, uh, whether or not she's going to be able to receive money from uh, from her father. So the Gemara goes on, and the Gemara presents. Uh, all of these, and they uh, they all answer with the they all uh, end rather with the word teku. The word teku, which uh, means that the uh, question is going to stand unresolved, and uh, what the word teku means, and what the word teku implies, and uh, Elio Anavi's presence in the world that uh, that's going to determine, that's going to solve all of those questions that remain unresolved, uh, is uh, the uh, the message that comes out of the word teku. Uh, but nonetheless, we have uh, this word "teku" that's going to appear numerous times in the Gemara before uh, before our next before our next discussion. Then the Gemara goes on to describe the case of a woman who gets engaged, and the Gemara complains, uh, rather, the Gemara uh, explains that she loses her entitlement to uh, mizonos, and she's going to forfeit her right to this uh, to the particular mizonos that she was entitled to. Again, this is a woman who uh, the Gemara says So the marriage was proposed to her. Like I said, she was uh, she was getting get engaged, and she goes ahead and she accepts this engagement. So any support that she would have received uh, from a previous uh, relationship, so she no longer receives uh, she no longer receives that support. She no longer receives that level of mizonos. The Gemara wonders what other circumstances would uh, would. Um, bring her to a level in which she's going to lose her her, her mizonos. And if she was mizana, or if she went ahead and she uh, goes and beautifies herself, she tries to uh, find another uh, another person to marry, to attract another husband, etc. So all of these are indicators that she's ready to move on and she's cutting off the previous uh, the previous relationship. So once again, we're dealing here in the Gemara on Daphne Dalid with a widow's uh, right to uh, receive support from her husband's estate. And at what point she's no longer going to be able to receive uh, that support? What are the actions that she's going to uh, involve herself in that are going to cut her off from uh, from that uh, from that support? Ultimately, rule we rule that by selling her rights to the Ksuba, or uh, by granting other people those rights, she has in effect collected her ksuba and no longer can receive, uh, can no longer mis- uh, receive the mizonis, which is actually what the Rambam Paskins, where the Rambam describes the fact that we have an almana nizonis menichse yorshin kolzman almanusa achetital kisubasa that. As long as she remains uh, in this state of being an almana, as long as she maintains this uh, this status of being uh, a person who's supposed to continue to receive her uh, to receive her ksuba from her uh, from her uh, previous husband, so she's going to receive it. But once she goes ahead and once she does something to uh, whether she demands payment for her ksuba or some other. Uh, reason, so she's no longer going to be able to receive any level of mizonos, and that's how the Rambam. Uh, that's how the Rambam Paskins uh, over here.
in Hilchos Ishus Perak Yirches Halacha Aleph. And the Shulchan Aruch rules uh, as well in Evan Ezer uh, Tzadi Gimel Halacha Ches that uh, this exact idea, and once again, by selling the rights to her Ksuba, so uh, she has, in effect, uh, collected, gone ahead and collected that Ksuba, and she no longer can receive Mizonos. So then we have a Mishnah which describes to us what happened and some of the different Minhagim uh, of uh, different men and what they would write in the Ksuba. So the Mishnah tells us that the Anshe Yerushalayim and the Anshe Galio would write like the Anshe Yerushalayim. They would say that uh, the following idea, they would write that it's her choice, it's a woman's choice, and as long as she doesn't get married or she doesn't demand her ksuba, so she's entitled to support from uh, from her husband's estate, from her husband's uh, from her husband's money. She has the option to stay and be supported. So again, as long as she doesn't go ahead and she doesn't, uh, she's not mafkia, she doesn't break off, she doesn't uh, end that particular relationship, so she still is going to be deserving of these uh, of these funds of money from her uh, from her uh, from her husband's uh, from her husband's estate that's what happened in Yerushalayim and in the Galio and uh, that was the Minagamakom and that's how they wrote their particular ksubos. However, the Gemara presents the Anshe Yehuda. What would the Anshe Yehuda do? So the, Mishnah, the Gemara tells us, It's not going to be in the hands of uh, of the woman. It's not going to be in the hands of the uh, the, the the ex-wife to determine whether or not she's going to receive the Mizonos. The stipulation uh, is going to be their choice. And as long as the Yorshim don't give her the Ksuba, so she's entitled to be supported by her, uh, by her, uh, by her, by her husband. So the Fichachim Ratsu Yorshim. So therefore, if they want to go ahead and they want to be Yoreshit, they can. So they give her the option, uh, to give her the Ksuba and they're no longer obligated to go ahead and support her. And again, we're uh, having these, uh, discussions with regards to the, uh, the transmission of the uh, of the mizonos that are going to go from a uh, from a father to their children and what that's going to mean vis a vis the vis a vis the wife. So the Gemara goes on and the Gemara teaches that Rav and Shmuel had a machlokes uh, over here and Rav ruled like the Anshe Yehuda and that's what they did uh, in most of Bavel that it was the choice of the Yorshim and Shmuel went ahead and ruled like the Anshe Yerushalayim and the Anshe Galil and that's what they did in Nahardai and the surrounding cities of Nahardai. So therefore, depending on where the husband is from, if the husband is from one place and the wife is from another place, so we follow the way in the place of the husband because a married couple typically settles in the place of uh, in the place of the husband's residence. And that's how the Gemara presents uh, over here. And this gets into a uh, quite a complicated conversation as to what happens when uh, a husband and wife get married and they come from different locales, they come from places with different minhagim. So which minhagim are they to go ahead and to accept? Let's say a uh, Sephardic husband marries an Ashkenazic wife. And nowadays that we live uh, in a uh, melting pot of a society and all of the minhagim that came from the uh, the initial places that we uh, that we lived are all uh, basically uh, mixed up and uh, Ashkenazim live among Sephardim, etc. So what would happen in such a uh, in such a scenario? So Moshe Feinstein has a tshuva in Orchayim Chelik Aleph Simen Kuf Nun Ches about all sorts of different Minhagim. And uh, once the wife comes into the Rishus of uh, her husband, therefore she takes on all of his Minhagim and uh, and uh, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be the way that we paskin. So in general, when a wife comes into a relationship, it could be uh, uh, a matter of uh, what, 
a family is allowed to eat on Pesach, the amount of time uh, a uh, husband and wife wait between eating milk and meat, and uh, and those types of minhagim. So the wife is going to go ahead, and the wife is going to take on those uh, those minhagim of the husband. And the tashbates. Uh, has a comment over here on the Tashbait says that this is going to apply even after the husband dies. So let's say uh, she picked up the uh, the minhagim of uh, that she would do uh, X while the husband was alive, and then when the husband dies, she has to maintain commitment to that minhag uh, to that minhag of X. So that is a conversation about how and when a woman is going to receive her ksuba and when she's going to go ahead and when she's going to receive her mizonos and what happened in the different areas and different places that uh, that 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 a woman is going to. Deserve the particular mizonos. The Gemara then goes on and wonders if the clothing that a woman owes is assessed as part of the ksuba payments. Again, the husband paid for this, uh, paid for the clothing. So would that go into the ksuba that she uh, that she's going to receive? And Rav says we evaluate only the clothing that's on her that she's uh, currently uh, wearing. And Shmuel says no, it's part of the. Uh, we don't. Use it as part of the uh, as part of the ksuba payments, and again, that goes into the uh, the discussion with regards to some of the um, some of the deductibles from the ksuba uh, of a woman. So there's a question that arises with regards to a guy who promises a certain amount for his daughter's dowry, and the number goes up or the number goes down in price. And the Gemara says that the loss goes to the Yisomim, which means that since the father is promising a certain amount of money uh, or dresses or clothing or whatever it is, and now the price goes up, the amount is going to go in both directions, either up or down. And according to the Rush, which uh, is uh, is uh, quoted by the Or Sameach and many of the other uh, postkim with regards to this issue, so they point out that when it comes to uh, a donation, let's say I describe, I, 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 uh, I, I go ahead and I donate uh, a certain amount of money to a uh, to a uh, to a shul, and I say that I'm going to be responsible for uh, for paying um, you know uh, for paying this uh, this shul for uh, all of the electricity uh, over the course of a year. And electricity fluctuates in price; it goes up, it goes down. Sometimes the uh, the price of uh, electricity is going to be on the higher end, sometimes on the lower end. So, according to the Rush and according to the Or Sameach, based on the Gemara and Daphne and Dalad in Meseches Ksubos. I'm going to have to go ahead and I'm going to have to pay uh, depending on uh, how much the uh, how much the price is. And the Gemara goes on to conclude with numerous stories. The fourth parak of Ksubos concludes with a story told about the relatives of Rav Yochanan complaining that their wife's, uh, their father's wife's consumption of food was depleting their father's uh, entire uh, bank account, entire estate. And the relatives go and ask Rish Lakish about uh, whether or not this woman deserves this money or not. And uh, he goes ahead and he uh, basically told them, he, he basically tells them, that uh, for sure, their dying father left more to the mother than they had uh, than they had known, and ultimately, uh, Reish Lakish was correct. Which takes us to the end of the fourth parak, the end of the parak of Nara Shinispatata, and into the parak that's described as the parak of Af uh, Alpi. And our Mishnah begins on Daf Nundal and Amud Beis with a uh, discussion about the amount of money that the ksuba is made up from. And the Mishnah uh, describes that even though the regular stipulation for ksuba is masayim for a besula and a mana for an almana, if he wants to add to that number, he can add the tosefes ksuba. And the Mishnah describes if she were to die or get divorced, what she would receive in such a situation. However, comes along Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda goes and, uh, and argues on this first clause in our Mishnah. And Rabbi Yehuda uh, comes along and tells us that 
uh, he can decrease the ksuba uh, as well. And it's clear that the husband can change the amount of ksuba that was designated. So there's a uh, a rivash in the Shut HaRivash in Simon Kuf Nun Gimel, where he wonders what the pshat is in this Ma'asayim Zuz. Where does this number come from? What's this 200 Zuz that the woman is going to be uh, deserving of. So it seems that that was a very little amount of money that everybody was allowed to pay. And uh, that wouldn't stop anybody from getting divorced. So Ramosha actually presents this in Evan Ezer, Chilagdal, and Simon Sadi Aleph, and Sadi Bez. And he disagrees and he says it's based on the value of the uh, the amount of money that a person would need to live for a particular uh, for a particular year. So uh, what that number is and uh, how that number uh, is arrived at is going to be uh, obviously dependent on uh, the locale and dependent on uh, how much a person is going to spend, uh, etc. But uh, but generally we assume that the ksuba. Uh, of Maasayim is going to be the ksuba that we are going to uh, that we are going to use, and in each generation there were people that were poor, and Chazal didn't want to give a sum that some generations were able to handle, and other generations uh, were not able to go ahead and were not able to uh, were not able to handle. So the first question that the Gemara presents over here is the question of pshita. So it's obvious, says uh, says the Gemara. Why would somebody think that you can't increase the amount of uh, the amount of ksuba. And the Gemara then responds and says, You might have thought that there was this fixed universal amount, that there was a uh, uh, an amount that uh, once again, So to uh, avoid embarrassment at all costs, we put a fixed amount on the ksuba. To which our Gemara says, um, uh, one is permitted to go ahead and one is permitted to uh, increase the amount of money in a ksuba. And the Ramah in Evan Ezer in Simon Samach Vav Sif uh, Zayin discusses uh, discusses this. He paskins like the uh, the Mordechai with regards to uh, many of the additions to the Ksuba that uh, that a husband would put that a husband would go ahead and put into a Ksuba and uh, where we uh, are going to draw the line in terms of what the husband is going to be allowed to uh, add to the Ksuba and uh, and subtract from the Ksuba. So as we uh, make our way to uh, through Daf Nandalid. Uh, Ahmed Bez. So the Gemara presents Imrat Salahusif all of these discussions of uh, whether or not he wants to go ahead and he wants to uh, add a stipulation in the Ksuba and all of the uh, conversations that we're continuing to have with regards to uh, Tosefes Ksuba, adding to the Ksuba, detracting from the Ksuba, how Masayim is going to be uh, arrived at, what this number actually means, and uh, many of the uh, the ramifications of uh, what a woman is going to receive in all these complicated situations that uh, that arise here on the Gemara in Tsubo uh, Sandaf Nun Dalid, that uh, we are going to have to come to a conclusion uh, with regards once again to the five questions that we uh, that we began with the mnemonic that our Gemara presented us with at the outset of the Gemara, and uh, ultimately to answer many of these questions in terms of what a woman is going to be deserving of should uh, her husband no longer be around due to death, due to divorce, uh, due to uh, other circumstances, and uh, that rounds up the Gemara in Mesech Ksubos on Daphne and Dalin.